Welcome to the super fun game review podcast, Go Mega Ultra Between Review Show. Show. Down. All right, guys. Welcome to Mubbers. Mar- this week, we are going to be discussing our favorite pieces of DLC. 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 What kind Just of DLC do you like? Downloadable content, expansions, whatever whatever floats your boat. I well, just want you to kind of think about like one thing, one expansion that like meant a lot to you or you played a fuck ton of and just kind of like go over, you know, like the tying in game and shit like that. I might have mentioned it before, but I think I've got mine. All right, go for it. Oh, I didn't have to go first. Well, you just well, you just yourself. volunteered, so go ahead. <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, for me, it's kind of a tie, but I'm for for the sake of this question, I'm going to say that Undead Nightmare is my favorite piece of DLC. It's a, it's a really solid piece of DLC. Never got to play that one. Really? Okay. So imagine if anyone who's you know played Red Dead Redemption, you basically get the whole map again if you buy it separately. Like I I had the add-on, so I didn't see it as a separate entity, but you could buy a physical copy of just Undead Nightmare by itself. And so what you're taking is the standard base game, except now all the towns are like little communities of people trying to survive the zombie apocalypse in the Wild West, and all of the NPCs that you fight now have to get headshots. It makes sense. It's a zombie yeah. It's a zombie expansion. And that was that was fun and that was enjoyable. And after you know completing Red Dead Redemption and loving it, having all the weapons and having everything, it was interesting to sort of take it back. You start with just a couple weapons, and you start with limited ammo, and you really have to manage your resources. And you didn't have to do that before because there's just ammo and money and stuff everywhere in the in the main game. And there's a story like you basically have to go to Mexico, and you know someone I think someone like. Didn't they like pull an Aztec uh, relic or something like that, and it caused the zombie? Yeah, they like they dug up an Aztec relic in Mexico. Something like that. Uh, But having said that, there are two things that make this DLC even better for me personally, and one is the Bigfoot, uh, the Bigfoot mission where you literally hunt Bigfoot. What? Yeah. And when you complete it, you get a little trophy that says, I think it says eight or six years in, six years in the making, I think, because everyone was looking for Bigfoot in San Andreas, mm-hmm. but he doesn't exist. Yeah. So as like an Easter egg, they put Bigfoot in uh. Undead Nightmare. He's actually there, and you, you hunt them almost to extinction. I think there's one left, and it, and it, and yeah. it talks to you, basically. Uh, the what? O- you didn't know this? No, okay. No! The, the other little nugget is that in... Um, Red Dead Redemption, obviously, you can you can tame wild horses, and you can you can. Oh, I was hoping you were going to bring this. Oh, up. oh, dude, and you can you can uh, um, hunt certain animals in in the game. Now, um, I don't want to say my views on hunting have changed since I played Red Dead Redemption, but in Undead Nightmare, you can tame the four horses of the apocalypse, and you can hunt the Jabberwocky, the Chubacabra, and Bigfoot. Bigfoot, obviously. So basically, all these cryptids, these these mythical creatures uh, that don't also, exist. Also, I believe uh, a unicorn as well. I was going to get to that. Okay. Once you've done all of that, you have to tame all four horses, I think. You have yeah. to hunt the, the cryptids. You have to wait around a certain section of the map in Mexico for the unicorn to appear, and then you have to tame it. And doing that was one of like... I, not that... you know. I mean, I, I kind of liked hunting Bigfoot more, but like getting the unicorn and doing all the... The little extra stuff in the DLC 
add-on to Red Dead Redemption. It was just like the the crowning achievement of the Red Dead Redemption experience was playing Undead Nightmare, beating it, and taming a unicorn. So wow. So one thing I just want to interject here, and then we'll move on Go to ahead. somebody else, um, unless anyone had any questions about it. You know how uh, two of the horses were stationary and two of them roamed the entire map in a pattern? I spawned into Undead Nightmare. I left the building that you start in, in that one town. Like, you start, like, right at the homestead, I think. Yeah, you start at homestead, and you go to the, the most northern town not for, not long after. I made it past the fence of his property. And? War. <laughs> Was nice. walking right there. Tamed war. I had war from the get-go in that, and just running past things, lighting them on fucking cool. fire. Like, oh, it was so awesome. All the oh horses, all the horses have powers. So, like, with war, you just run past and it lights shit on fire. That's the other way that you can kill the zombies is you light them on fire. Oh, yeah, I didn't mention that. Um, also, you can get zombie horses. Like, horse, you can you can ride a horse that is, like, withering away like a normal yeah. zombie and it doesn't try to attack you or anything. And that's not famine. Famine actually, like, diseases everything around you. It's, it's really cool. That is my... My other one is uh, from the Fallout universe, but I'll... I need to get that game. It's it's awesome. Dude. I need to get that game. Fuck. I always heard great things. I never heard the actual details over it, but holy shit. Yeah, if you if you have like a working 360 or a PS3, you can find that disc based and it's awesome. Sweet and cheap. PS3 and here I come. Cheap, yeah. It's actually funny on the very tail end, like favorite DLC pack was the add-ons for Fallout 3. Okay. So you had the Brotherhood at Steel, to where uh, it takes place in Pittsburgh. Then you have Operation Anchorage, which is obviously Alaska. Alaska. And set in the past, right? I believe so. Yeah. Um, that was like as like with the war as as it was going on, and Spaceship Zeta. So I do Mothership re- Zeta. Mothership yep. Zeta. Yeah, that's it. I just remember spaceship because you're on a damn spaceship. Which I did enjoy that because there was, uh, I mean, you're basically hunting little aliens compared to its mutants and everything else from Fallout 3. You go over in the corner of the map, you hear the really weird radio signal, you find the um, the ship crash landed, and then you're teleported onto this giant ship. And you get to shoot ray guns at little tiny a- angry aliens. And bringing those back to the... The Fallout to, universe, yeah, to the actual, it breaks game. the damn game. Oh, it does. There's only one thing that's like more powerful than that is like the gauze rifle from Operation Anchorage. Oh, right. That that sniper rifle is ridiculous. But yeah, the the ray guns are are nuts. I loved them. I, I definitely that that has to be the one because it's not so much the where one. you spent so much time because I pretty much did everything I could in Fallout 3 and then started moving on to the expansions and you can get so lost in those just by themselves they could almost be their own little standalone games as well and then you still get to come back in to explore the the wasteland on top of it and then kind of go back and forth that was that's probably my my top DLC I liked Broken Steel as well because it ups the level cap from 20 to 30. Yeah, that is true. So that way... And what was the other one? There's the one that's like the Bayou. I never played it. That one I played. I forget what that's like called. Point you, Lookout you get, or something? That that sounds right. You get on a... You get on like a... Not a steamboat, but you get on like a... Airboat. Yeah, and I, all I can really remember is you go to like a carnival or it's like... Um, it's like a de- decrepit carnival basically. And there's a segment where you have to defend a mansion. And then it goes off from there. I did play that one for a little okay. bit. I've, I've beaten it. 
but I, I played that one as well. Mm-hmm. So not to mention just you could get the all all four of them as like one big bundle pack. But I ended up, when I was playing through, I had uh, gotten the Game of the Year edition, which came with everything. Yeah, so that was so like, good. That was where it's like, all right, one-stop shop, don't have to worry about it, which was even cooler. So that's, that's what I enjoyed. I personally had the most fun and played the shit out of the Taken King for for Destiny. Destiny the Taken King like it's what kind of brought everybody in like the friend group into Destiny originally like everyone kind of just bought this pack and started playing it and as soon as everyone started hitting like the actual like content that was the Taken King which was like the the best experience from Destiny 1 I played so much of that fucking game and I think it was just a really complete package for it was it was what 20 30 bucks I mean, I ended up buying the uh, like the special edition that had all three of the DLCs and the game for sixty. So, I mean, that was my value for it. But, uh, man, I just endlessly and like that raid was like so good. It required lots of timing and like pinpoint accuracy, but it wasn't frustrating. And you know why you fucking failed. It's like somebody fucked up, and it was like very specific ways to like get through raids and things like that. It was like. It was really well crafted and very thought out, and uh, a lot of the like they had this ongoing like collective puzzle that like as it aged, it more pieces of it unlocked, and then it unlocked certain weapons and stuff. I I always just thought it was really really cool and well done. Harry, you played a lot of that too. Like, I think that that's when I got into that game. That's that's literally what I said. I was like, yeah. that's what got everyone in our friend group into Destiny again. Yeah, I think only Kyle and I had played it beforehand. Okay. And, and maybe Hamill, but we all stopped. And then when like the Taken King came out, we all picked it up, and then we're like, "Cool, all this fucking content!" Like, but Taken King was incredible to me. Were there expansions on Eleven? It's exactly where I was going with. Uh, just I, I know we talked about it before, so I'm not going to harp on that point of the story. But Final Fantasy Eleven, I sunk a shit ton of time into, and a lot of it was in the expansions. I think the base game is extremely boring. Yep. When it comes to 11, mm. but the expansions are amazing. And my, my biggest goal for the longest time was to get to a really high level so I can take part in the besieged event. And, and that, what, what was the name of that? Ot, uh, Ot Ergen. Treasures of Ot Ergen. Ot Ergon, or however you want to pronounce it. But it was uh, basically a high level town that was constantly under attack by enemies. And it was to the point where it would take, I guess, three full parties of six to take down one creature. And Jeez. there was a couple hundred creatures just smashing the gate all at once. And I mean, at the time, my computer had a hard time running it. <laughs> like, it wouldn't load everything on the screen, and all of a sudden you're getting hit by some invisible invisible creature. But I remember just the, like, the sheer panic of everybody running around and just these giant goliaths crashing through the walls and, like, paladins throwing up their shields and everybody rushing into attack and just like a wall of mages casting spells and all this just happening happening simultaneously it just was the first time i think in gaming that i ever took a part of something that was such on, on on such a big scale that it just felt like an epic moment that you're that you were a part of part of that community exactly and it took and yeah uh, you, you, you would have had to experience the the game of 11 but the amount of time it took to get to be able to take part in an event like that was insane. Oh, it's the, nuts. Le the leveling 
in that game is excruciating. And, and no game really does it like that anymore. Just like the, the painful grind. But it felt well-deserved when you can finally take part in something like that. Could definitely see where that comes from. Yeah, being I, on that beach with all those goddamn crabs just trying to make your way up through 20s and 30s. And then there are a lot of crabs on the beach. And giant. Then you pull, yeah. Giant. Enemy crab. Yeah. I mean, I mean the, the game looks extremely dated now, but... I, I highly recommend just check out some videos online just to see what like the whole besieged event was all about because it would only like it would only tick up when there was a death in the field like there was a lot of people trying to 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 level in that surrounding area but it would the the meter for when the the place would be attacked would only tick up if somebody died out in the field no no it was crazy crazy time I'm glad I experienced it it wasn't much long or it wasn't much time after that is when I I think fell out of 11 because you kind of hit that end game it's just yeah what do i do now mm-hmm. except for leveling more characters i got stale real quick yeah. after 600 hours yeah something uh, like that I did more than months that. <laughs> months of gameplay yeah three and a half months login time it's gross yeah it's it was it was a time sink for everyone so oh. many nights waking up and just realizing that you've been running into a wall for the past hour because you're passed out in front of your yep. computer oh my god that was like <laughs> the thing put it on auto run and wake up and there's my fucking red mage just running right into a wall i'm like fuck how long have i been out how am i not dead <laughs> <laughs> how am i still in a party <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's even you see like all the whispers coming to you like Dude, what are you doing like <laughs> and then people put you could put like auto run on another character so if they're running you just automatically oh follow yeah where you don't yeah. have to. Dude, that's what I would do when I was like half asleep. I would be like, all right, I'm just going to follow this person, auto run. And I can't tell you how many times I like <sighs> woke up as somebody was leaving a party and I still had them on auto run and I was just like following them <laughs> running away. <laughs> the the traveling just... in that game is absurd. Oh, it's yeah. terrible. Like it used to take you like 10 to 15 minutes to run through certain zones. Just like. Yeah, it was, it was, it was yeah. no mounts. They, they, Eventually, yeah, no, there but was, but if the second you got attacked, too, you fell off it instantly. No, 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 you couldn't. Took... You couldn't get attacked on a mount. Talking about talking about WoW. No, <laughs> <laughs> no one played WoW. Nah, I played a little. Kyle bit played WoW. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kyle, Kyle played WoW. Kyle played WoW, played WoW with his shirt off in the living room. What? <laughs> Stop yeah. it! All right, that's a story for another time. Let's <laughs> let's uh, let's wrap it up no, here. I'm a boner. All right, Kyle. There you go. There you go, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle played a lot of naked WoW. 